Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Megan. And on this episode, we uh, talk about something that I guess we should have talked about a long time ago. Yeah, it's been one of those houses that have been brought up. You know, as obviously it graces uh, many different articles about the like most haunted locations in America. It's definitely on on that list and that is the winchester mystery house yes infamously known as one of the most haunted places in the world oldly i guess well it's been haunted for a while oldly? <laughs> that's a new it. word that's a, oldly now it's a house that's been historically it's what i was looking for historically known to be haunted because it's been yeah. around for a while and it's been it's been a tourist attraction since the 1920s because of the not it's not so much creepy i think it's just it's intriguing because the design of the house is obviously unique and it doesn't make any sense in there yeah yeah like we said it is a victorian uh mansion it is located in san jose california and is most known for its intriguing architectural features So the cool thing is about this house, too, is it's not only known for having paranormal activity, but even people that are intrigued by, you know, like architecture tend to go there just because it's so crazy. So just a few. We're going to catch we're going to touch more on this throughout the episode. But there's things like stairs to nowhere. There's doors that open to walls. There's secret passages and hidden rooms, which funny enough, me and Isaac, fun fact, always said if we had any kind of money um and we were able to like custom build our house we'd have tons of secret passages and hidden rooms yes so so i don't know uh windows of unusual shapes and sizes chimneys that stop short of the roof uh carvings of mysterious symbols and the number 13 being extremely prevalent in certain areas of the home so 13 windows or 13 panes in the ceiling Panels, sorry, I don't know why I said panes. Panels in the ceiling, so that's super, super intriguing. But I thought I'd start a little bit about the history of the house, just because I think the history definitely plays into a lot of maybe Sarah Winchester's mindset on maybe why she chose some of the architectural features. So the house was originally built by Sarah Winchester, who was the widow of William Wirt. Well, Winchester, sorry, that's a www, triple W. William Mark Winchester. Yeah. So, and another interesting fact is, I don't know why I always thought that Sarah Winchester was the direct line to the fortune, not married into the fortune. I don't know why. I don't know why I always thought that, and I thought found that interesting when I was researching, but... Well, because you hear every documentary, they always say her family, right? Yeah, it made it seem like it was her. Yeah, she was the daughter of the guy who invented the Winchester. No, she just married the guy who is the son of the guy. Yes. Yes. Who created the Winchester rifle. So uh, she she was the heir to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company fortune, which, to give you a little insight on the massiveness of the family's wealth at this time, the Winchester Repeating Arms Company made rifles and guns that were used in a multitude of popular American events throughout history. They were literally the people to go to when it came to any, any kind of... Um, Weapons of death, I should say. Well, the gun that won the West, as they say, was the Winchester repeating rifle. The rifle that you 
right? As you can keep shooting, you have to keep reloading it per round and stuff like that. You can put it ever so long. And then if you had a Winchester rifle, you literally were on the right hands, undefeatable. Yeah. Yeah. Because they would improve them too. That was the thing is they were not only known for their manufacturing, like how they would manufacture was super advanced for the time, but their firearm designs, they were constantly improving and finding new ways to build bigger, better things. And so uh, it was a top tier choice amongst frontier men, law enforcement, and even soldiers at the time. And this plays a heavy hand in the theories that were going on, not only, or have been said, not only about Sarah Winchester, but why the house is believed to be haunted and why she chose to do the house's architecture the way it did, or she did. So the Winchester rifle, just to give you an idea of like how many people technically a Winchester rifle would have killed, um, it was a big part in the American Civil War. The Winchester Model 1866, which was also known as Yellow Boy, was used by Union and Confederate soldiers. So it, at the time, it was the fastest firing and the most reliable in performance. Also, the Indian Wars, uh, which used a lot of the Winchester Model 1873, which was known as the gun that won the West, like what Isaac was saying. Uh, it was a huge favor amongst frontiermen and soldiers. Again, quick firing rate and accuracy, and every every time they would do a new model, they would improve that. And it was also used very heavily in the Wild West. So just imagine how many people that could have killed, let alone, you know, you think about the frontier, you know, and the, the killing of the natives and stuff like that. And that's one reason why they wanted that particular gun. Because they felt like the Winchester rifle was the only gun that could compete with how advanced the natives were with like arrows and their weaponry. Yeah. So, and it's, it's kind of sad to, to think about, but in 1862, so back to the history in 1862, Sarah married William and the couple had one child. In 1866, Annie, which was her child, died just a few weeks after she was born. This der- this absolutely devastated Sarah, and a within a few years, Sarah's husband died due to tuberculosis, which then left her with this massive fortune and 50% ownership into the Winchester rifles. So the construction of the house began in 1884, three years after the death of her husband. So her husband, so her daughter died in 1866, her husband died in 1881, and then the house began renovation, or not renovation, but the construction of the house began in 1884. So this was just three years after the death of her husband. And after that, it was continuously built upon for nearly 38 years till Sarah died in 1922. And the house has over 160 rooms and numerous oddities. For those that don't know, Sarah was huge in spiritualism and the paranormal she had actually contacted a medium and the medium told her the only way to appease spirits would be to continuously build and expand her home. And the reason for this is because Sarah believed and the medium believed that the spirits haunting the home at the time were the people killed by Winchester rifles. Oh, um, I don't know if I could say like she was seeing how all her bad luck has to do with like uh, the the deaths, so many deaths done with by Winchester rifles. Yeah, and that like, she was cursed. cursed. First. And that makes sense. And the medium said that if to move out west and to create this house and appease the spirits. 
And that's what she did. But I yeah. have my own theories on that, and we'll get to that at the end. Yeah. But, so that's kind of the history, and now the info on kind of the paranormal activity. So, this is what is said to have, to, to be prevalent with the paranormal activity. So, the doors and windows, apparently strange occurrences with them occur. Uh, doors are said to be open and closed on their own, set to slam shut for no apparent reason. Footsteps and voices, people hearing vo- footsteps and voices in the, the house. There's even been reports of wo- a woman weeping and whispering. Uh, sudden drops in temperature, even on warm days, so cold spots. And then, of course, apparitions. Uh, many people have said to see a man in a black suit and a woman in a white dress. And they believe the white dress is Sarah Winchester and the man in the black suit is her husband. Other strange occurrences, including ob- objects moving strange smells and unexplained noises so when you kind of look at the paranormal activity it's not anything super crazy i was researching and trying to find i don't know if there was any like maybe signs of demonic activity i didn't like if i look at the house and i see i don't see that but uh, i don't know it's going to cut into my theory so i have to save that but um so Apparently, you know, there's over 160 rooms. And so some of the rooms have been pointed out by guests or by people that visit because you got to think from the 1920s all the way to now, there's a lot of people that go in and out of that house. So this is some of the rooms that people have said that are interesting or intriguing. So the first one obviously being Sarah's bedroom, which was her private room. It had a huge four poster bed woodwork that was amazing to people and a secret passageway that led to the room next door and that's the thing about the secret passageways like i don't find that too far-fetched like i would do that you just give over the fact that the house was six stories tall oh yeah it was wasn't it yeah because she literally yeah, she was building up probably well i forgot what year it was but there was an earthquake that happened that uh collapsed of uh first and second floor or something like that mm-hmm. first two floors collapsed and they trapped her uh, in the rooms, and she had to like literally be like dug out, and then she just moved down to the lower rooms, which was her room, and she didn't really do anything other than just leave those rooms that were kind of damaged up above until they were just it was remodeled, and then only three stories tall, I think it is now. But she literally had construction crews going twenty four hours a day. a day, seven days a week, and they worked in shifts, but they didn't give a shit because they were getting paid immense amount of money because Sarah Winchester had money to, to throw around like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another one that is really big is, of course, the seance room. Mm. Remember, she is really big into spiritualism. And back then, seances and things like that were definitely big in terms of doing it to communicate to the other side. Yeah. And anyone that kind of doesn't know what a seance is. So a seance is essentially a spiritual practice that involves attempting to communicate with the spirits of the dead. So I don't know if anybody has ever seen Sweet Life of Zack and Cody as a kid. I did. Use that. Yes. As that's a the point best of way because reference. that's like my favorite episode of Sweet So So I many was, other things you could have chosen for. <laughs> I was kind of growing out of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but my sis- sisters were and I remember there's this episode where I guess they thought that the house, the hotel was haunted. So the doorman the one that had like 20 names. Mr. Mobsey? Moby? No, that's the owner of the hotel. Oh. The, I forgot. He, anyways, he, 
Remember he did it. He told his name one time. And it's like 20 names, right? Mm. And so he was, he got all of them together and was like, uh, let's, let's go up to the, the attic or whatever and do the seance and like something channels through and it's, and scares everybody and stuff like that. But essentially that's the best way to describe it. So some investigators even use seances now to kind of mm, like propel activity to see if anything comes through. But it, like I said, it's a way to attempt to communicate with the spirits of the dead. Uh, normally during a seance, participants typically gather around a table, join hands, and contact spirits. Uh, a medium is normally involved and uses various techniques such as automatic writing, trance, states, or speaking in another language. And I think it's, it's a, when I kind of see it, it's almost like you have a medium and it's like everybody's energy is pushing their intent. So that the communication line is better. That makes sense. And sometimes, you know, stuff channels through. I think there's even some horror movies that incorporate that and it's like a bad thing. And uh, and I guess like using a medium might be, especially if it's a practice medium, might be a little bit better than just doing it on your own. But back in the day, people actually used to have parties and do this in just like their home. So, so yeah. So she had a seance room. And of course, that's a big feature because if you literally go, you're going in this house, it's intriguing, it's got weird things, it's said to be haunted, and there's a seance room, I'm going to check that out. So, but yeah, it's a special room where she would hold seances. It was a large round table and a variety of oddities, including a trap door in the floor. Now, funny one thing about that, Harry Houdini, right? Everybody knows who he is. Besides being a great illusionist and magician that he was, he was also an avid disprover of the paranormal like he believed psychics and stuff like that were uh charlatans and shams and like he disproved a lot of the psychics out there but the seance was the one that he wanted to disprove altogether and i forgot what year it was like 1900 or something like that around the time that sarah already had the house finished and stuff like that he visited uh the house and he was actually the one that coined the phrase the mystery house mm. and he said after visiting there after visiting the Winchester Mystery, I said, without a shadow of doubt, this is the strongest proof of the paranormal. Dang. A guy set out to disprove it. And yeah. if you look up anything on Harry Houdini, uh, he was really adamant about disproving it. Went there and said, yeah, there's definitely something going on here. Yeah. And I have my theories. And I'm really, I'm wondering if this theory is, is would stick. But it, my theory also... Holds true if we ever go to the Winchester Mystery House and investigate. California, right? Mm-hmm, San yeah. Jose. Yeah. You tell me I lived there for Yeah, two years? bro, you lived there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought it was in LA or something. There's a lot of interesting places in California, by the way, if we ever go. Uh, so the next, the, another room that is talked about a lot is the one that's called the House, the Hall of Fires, which is a room featuring a series of fireplaces that are built into the walls, creating a warm and cozy atmosphere. I don't know how I would feel like, I don't feel like that would be a warm and cozy, maybe one, but like a whole bunch. Uh, the room features intricate woodwork and stained glass windows. Another one, and this is when I talk about the remote viewing and stuff like that and the theories at the end, this plays a huge part in what I encountered. So, uh, the Winchester Ballroom, one of the largest in the house, features a beautiful parquet dance floor and bandstand, and Sarah Winchester was said to have loved music and dancing, and it was one of her favorite rooms in the house. Um, another one, of course, big is the staircase to nowhere, which is a spiral 
staircase uh, that led up to a ceiling with no apparent purpose. And then, of course, the door to nowhere. And this one's a little bit scarier. It's located on the second floor and opens onto a sheer drop to the ground below. And then this one. This one I found interesting. It's called the Daisy Room, which is named after a young girl who is said to have died there. The room featured a unique window pattern that created a kaleidoscope effect when the sun shines through. So, yeah. Uh, those are the rooms that are talked about in, like, the atmosphere. But, like, the uh, the rooms. So, back to the apparition. So, one of the paranormal activity things that are big is obviously the apparitions that I would expect to see because anytime they paint like the Winchester Mystery House, I feel like they say a bunch about the apparitions. There's a movie that came out and didn't do very well, I don't think. I don't remember. I remember kind of seeing previews for it. Uh it was it was a couple years ago, I believe, maybe maybe more. I started watching some of it and it it does kind of give you the idea of maybe where Sarah Winchester's mind was and her kind of like dive into the uh, spiritualism and kind of like a cult a little bit. But it is very much, I say cartoony, but not really cartoony. Like he's literally, the one guy is literally trying to shoot the ghost with the Winchester rifle. <laughs> like it's got an intriguing thing and it kind of, but I wouldn't say it's dead on and I don't think it because it paints the Winchester house as very uh like dark. And I think that's the opposite. And I'll go over that in my theory. But uh the reports of the apparitions are a man in black, which is basically a man in a black suit. Uh, a lot of people have believed to. Oh, that was a weird way of saying that. Um, But a lot of people believe that th- that that is William Wirt Winchester. Uh, the woman in white, also, they believe that that was Sarah Winchester herself. Um, apparently, there's an apparition of a workman, which that's honestly 38 years. And the way the house was, nobody died. There's no evidence that there's actually any deaths that occurred. But um, they believe that during the construction, a man was killed. And some visitors believe to see this man in the basement. And then a little girl, girl... Uh, apparently a ghost of a little girl in one of the bedrooms. Still unknown to who this little girl could be. Some believe that it could be Sarah Winchester's daughter. And then, of course, there's a report of a gardener who tends to the plants and flowers, and they believe this to have been a former gardener. Now, kind of going into what teams investigated this place. Who's been investigated and what did they find? So, uh, you've had Ghost Adventures, who did a traditional investigation as well as conducted a seance and used, you know, obviously different types of equipment to try and catch some stuff. Ghost Hunters did it. Paranormal Lockdown. Um, they spent 72 hours locked inside. And then Dead Files also went there and, and they have interviews with people that experienced stuff and all of that in their episode. But Ghost Adventures mainly, so it looks like that mainly the stuff that was being captured was EVPs, cold spots, unexplained sounds throughout the house, strange sensations. Um, a lot of people have said that they felt an overwhelming presence of spirits. They believe that's a lot. And I think this part is going to also play into my theory as well. I keep saying that. I keep teasing you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's getting there. We're getting there. But... When you think about it, there wasn't any 
Oh, sorry. Oh, that was you. I was like, hey, uh, there wasn't any (laughs) crazy, like, oh my gosh, people are walking around getting scratched. And even when you look at the reviews, because I'm always a person that looks at the reviews. Um, when you look at the reviews of the Winchester Mystery House, it's always beautiful, beautiful, definitely a weird haunting vibe, like a typical haunting vibe, but nothing like super crazy, just like typical haunting, like literally haunting, but not anything. And even in the movie, the Winchester Mystery House, it literally made the spirits, the apparitions and stuff like vengeful. Like there was a scene where I forgot what her name is. Her last name is Mirren. But she gets thrown by one of the spirits that are mad that they died. And for me personally, I feel like if, I mean, you think about all of the things that are not all of the things, but all of the people that the Winchester rifle could have killed. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's the spirits that were killed by the Winchester. The Winchester Rifles, I think... The ongoing theory, has it been forever now, is mm-hmm. that the reason why her place was haunted in the first place, the reason why she built the house so freaking weird, i.e. Uh, stairways that went to nowhere, doors that open up to walls, uh, angle ways and passageways that make no sense and all that stuff, is because she was being haunted by the spirits killed by the Winchester Rifle. When in hindsight you think about it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, does the Ford family get, get consistently haunted by ghosts uh, killed by Ford vehicles? Does Smith & Western people get consistently haunted by the guns that killed by Smith & Western? Why is it only the Winchester? Yeah, yeah, and I think maybe there was a curse somewhere along the line. That the curse! More, that sounds more plausible than maybe that. Yeah. But, um... Like someone cursed. Oh, they, they killed the me family with the Winchester rifles. I, I cursed the Winchesters. And yeah. there's, there's... I don't know why I give her a Transylvania yeah, accent. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> and it could even be, too, that if someone's cursed... I mean, maybe she thought she was cursed because of the the death of her infant and then the death of her husband back to back. So maybe she th- she thought that maybe she was cursed. But, again... Plays into my theory, I'll tell you at the end. Mm. But what happened to the mystery house after Sarah died? Because she died in 1922. So what happened to it? So basically, the house was inherited by her niece, Marion Marriott. She decided to open the house to public tours in 1923, which that's crazy. I, I That boggles my mind just because it's so long ago. A hundred yeah. years? Yeah, literally. The house underwent several changes and renovations. A big earthquake caused significant damage to the house, and a lot of the unstable parts in 1924 were removed or reinforced. Which, um, yeah, she didn't give a shit about that house after she died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 1955, it was sold to John and Mamie, Mamie Brown, who has continued to operate it as a tourist attraction. The Browns made several modifications and additions to the house, including the constructions of a new entrance and visitor center. In 1973, it was made a California historical landmark and was added to the National Register of Historical Homes in 1974 and then now remains, still remains a popular tourist attraction. So, theories before we get into like ours and more of the talking points about what we think and where we would go with investigation and stuff like that so 
These are the theories that have been out there that people have put out there. So other paranormal investigators, people that have, I guess, looked into the house or other psychics maybe or stuff like that. So they think that Sarah was haunted by the guilt. So obviously the guilt over her com- her husband's company, Winchester repeating arms and the death of many people. Um, the guilt supposedly led her to believe that she was haunted by the spirits killed. So uh, Sarah was mentally ill. Uh, the obsession with the house's construction was a symptom of her illness, and some say that she was suffered from depression, anxiety, or even schizophrenia. You know something funny? Hmm? The moment she died, because remember, up until she died, the construction crews were cons- construction crews construction crews were consistently working up yeah. until she did. I mean, she was an old lady in her bed; they were still going at it. Yeah. Right. The moment she died, and the, the, the I guess the foreman told her, "Hey, she's dead." They all dropped their shit and left. Like literally, they they were, they, uh, they found uh, like spaces like wood just being midway saw through, and they, oh, and they just gave Dang. it. Like they stopped the second they got the word, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have to work here no more and leave, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dang. The house was designed to confuse spirits, making and confusing spirits, or making it more difficult. That's what I don't understand. I don't understand that. How can you confuse somebody that's dead? So somebody that's dead and is on the ether is gonna know. Hey, this door leads to nowhere. Like, I don't get that. You ever read that list of always changing things you can do to um, confuse a spirit? Like, the salt thing, that goes with hand in hand with, you know, pushing back evil spirits. But Mm -hmm. putting a mirror opposite on a door. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I've heard about. Which, is there a mirror? Is there? I didn't hear anything. Any mirrors in the house? Yeah. There is, right? A big one in the dance room or whatever, like Uh with a piano in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I researched, I basically grabbed like all of the basic kind of like overview of the information because I I'm curious my theory, and that's why I left Isaac to kind of get the little. Oh, I remember that from Ghost pieces. Adventures when yeah. they were in there. Yeah. yeah, to get the little in between pieces to see if my theory lines up. And then of course another thing was it was the house was simply just a hobby. She enjoyed the process of designing and building. She had the money. Might as well do it, I guess. It's but, yeah. an under, it doesn't explain the fucking weirdness to it, though. Yeah. That's what does it. People say, oh, she was a fan of architecture, which she was when she was young. She loved architecture and stuff like that. Building a house of her way to design with the endless amount of money that she could do anything with, which today's fortune level, uh, she would have been up in around the $700 million range, Dang, the amount yeah. of income she had. So she could do anything around. And the house itself, granted, it's a mansion-sized level house, but it, remember, it was originally six stories, and it collapsed during an earthquake, which now it's only three. Yeah. And the amount of rooms, right, and bedrooms, and just the the utter absurdness to the, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like I said, stairways are nowhere, doors that open to walls, places that are boarded up and gone. And I remember the episode where they went to, like, the stairway, they kept getting smaller and smaller the more you went up, like, when... A zigzag in yeah. Ghost Adventures, like it just kept getting like more squished and narrow and narrow, and then it, it's like it really throws off your vertigo in that spot. Your worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and I don't say claustrophobic when it comes to that, but like I thought, the only thing that gives me claustrophobia is being underground in tunnels that you literally have to shimmy your shoulders. So no through. catacombs of Paris. If we can't fit through it properly. Uh, but then again, I don't like tunnels or caves, so. Hmm. Because you don't freaking know. And then, like, the worst... Well, I guess anything where you, like, could drop. I guess that's anybody's fear. But, like, when we were at the... That one place recently where we went, 
and we didn't know if it was grass or marsh, the idea of like stepping on a ground, thinking it's ground, and then we drop into the swamp. Oh, no thanks. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. That's like a fear. Oh, my God. Ugh. But I guess I could talk to you guys more now about my remote viewing and my theories. So... I was actually the one to push to do the Winchester Mystery House. It's it's always been kind of like talked about like for us to do it. But I was like, yeah, I want to do it. So as soon as I told Isaac, like, hey, next week you want to do Winchester Mystery House? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. I started hearing and this was before I researched anything. I just knew the overview, like the house. I didn't even really know when it was built. I knew what it looked like. I knew that there was like apparitions and, and stuff like that. And that a lot of people go there. It was in California. But I didn't know anything in particular. Like what Sarah Winchester was like. What she whatever. So when I first said we were going to do it. Because I've been pushed to do this episode. But some sometimes it just gets put on the back burner. And we talk about other things. And if it doesn't feel the right time we don't do it. So it felt like the right time. And from the time I started researching all the way until maybe like 45 minutes ago before when I said we were going to record the episode. I've been hearing nonstop like old, old music, like classical old music, like coming through static is the weirdest thing. And I did not know until I actually started researching that Sarah Winchester was a huge, huge fan of music. And when I would remote view, all I could hear in my head was the classical music. And when I remote viewed, it took me to remember me saying in other other episodes that it specifically takes me majority of the time to one specific spot. And that's normally where I go when I go investigate. It is a hallway and there is like multiple doors, like a lot of doors. And isn't per se like how everybody says it. it or assumes, because, like, if you watch the Winchester house, like, it's all dark coloring. Like, it's dark grays, blacks, grays, like, charcoal colors, like, that color that they do the whole screening of the movie. And I didn't see that. What it reminded me of, two examples I can give you, is anybody that goes on the astral plane, right? And they go into, like, some random building or house on the astral plane. And it's like, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's not like a house in today's age where like, um, or today where like you could just, you know, you open up a door and it goes here. No, it, in, on the astral plane, when you go to specific locations, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like what she said, like, not what she said, but what she did, like doors that open to nowhere, doors where you open and you drop, doors where it goes to the ceiling. Like I've been, in places in my dreams that are like that. And that's what it reminded me of when I was remote viewing. It felt like I was on the astral plane, which essentially I am, but it, it felt like that. Felt like a, almost like a fun house, right? Um, and it didn't have darkness that I guess people would paint with that, with, with the Winchester Mystery House. Sometimes people tend to say, oh, it's, it's dark and whatever, but it didn't, dark and dungy, but I didn't feel that. It was like, uh, the, another good way to describe it and it's it's i don't know it's a weird way to describe it but 
in Beetlejuice, because that's like one of my favorite movies, in Beetlejuice, when the dead couple go through that long hallway, right? And it's like wonky and they open the doors and they see like the souls flying and then they go and they open the door and then it's something else. Tunnel in a house, if that makes sense. So with that being said, that kind of leads me to my theory. My theory about the Winchester Mystery House is that, and it could be, I don't really know if she maybe thought she was cursed or not. Maybe she did and that's why she built this. But I think she built the house as a way to appease to the spiritual world, to almost mimic the spiritual world, ether, in a way to hopefully, in her mind, hopefully catch her daughter and her husband that passed, which would make sense. Catch them? Catch, not catch them, but like see them. Another way for them to see because they could, they could stay here. But in turn of her doing that, she had to create, and I saw this portion, I heard this portion after I had researched and kind of came up with my own thing. I did see a portion of this on another podcast that the, I think I've talked about it on here before, where the two psychic mediums, uh, they read different places and they, and they tell you what they think and whatever. I always forget the name of it, but, um, they're really big on TikTok and they were saying, they were mentioning that the house has portals or vortexes. I think, personally, she made the house into a portal so that her husband and her daughter had the means to come through. If she really, truly believes that in ghost and spirit stuff, maybe she was hoping that the daughter and the husband would come through. Hence why she would do seances to pull them through, to hopefully pull them through. Now, whether she was successful in that, who knows because there's not real documentation as to what she saw and heard she didn't keep journals describing that we know of or that's allowed for us to see maybe there is some in a secret room in the house where she would write down what happened in the seances so that's what i think it was and obviously you create a portal you can't control what's coming in and out it's just what comes out so she uses for some protective measures to keep most dark things at bay. But the problem is when you become so attached to something, right? She probably put all her focus, all her hopes, all her even a way to get over the grieving of them into the house. So you then become what? Attached to the house. Yeah. So if she brings her, especially too, if she thinks that this is the only way she's going to see her daughter and her husband again is through the house, she's going to be attached to the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if her husband, and you've, you've heard, there's an apparition of a girl, the apparition of a man that they think is her husband. There's an apparition of a woman that they say is Sarah Winchester. That theory would make sense because that would mean that all three of them are stuck and binded to the house. And I'm wondering, did anybody ever try to help them go? So, if we were to go there, closing the portals, or portal, depending mm-hmm. how many is there, would be an ideal thing to do. And then, shushing out all, shushing, uh, basically helping all the spirits cross over that have been 
so you're trapped there, but kind of in a, a, a almost like a um, go in, one out, come out the portal thing, like going at and like a like yeah. you, you're just stuck in there, like you can't yeah. leave, like you just I don't know where to go. Yeah. Or if she, maybe she was able to conjure up her husband, but wasn't able to conjure up the daughter, so they're technically they're stuck trying to essentially wait for the daughter. There's no way for them to. They don't know if they're going to be able to go to the other to cross and the daughter be there because when she when she died and that makes sense of why they stopped because there was no need she died she's at peace with her daughter that's what they could have assumed right the workers mm-hmm. like if anybody ever asked well why is miss winchester doing that like why is she doing i don't know she's paying me got yeah. six hundred dollars an hour to do yeah. this i'm just gonna yeah. keep going but what if they said and she could have said when she dies that's it that's no more i'll be at peace but what if she's not at peace and that's the thing if you know we always talk about staying in lower vibrational feelings if she stayed in a lower vibrational feelings or put so much stuff into the house she may be attached to something because anybody, I, I don't know, she could be attached to the house itself. But yeah, so if it were me, I would try and find that specific hallway. That's what I would go. And I, you know, like everybody obviously is, tries to make contact with Sarah Winchester and the husband. I would attempt to do that as well. But I think playing old timey music, I feel like would be important which they heard the piano play old-timey music in the big dance room area when ghost adventure was there yeah 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 that would make sense because that's what i was hearing non-stop until we did this episode so if we ever get the privilege to go to the winchester mystery house that's what i would go that's what i would do bum 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 and like I said, we I did look at the reviews, and for the most part, nobody had anything bad to say. They said it was actually enjoyable to do the tour, and it was a good time. Nobody had any crazy things. They did say like it definitely gives like the typical like haunted house type of vibe, and that apparently the guides were very very good at like giving the history and everything. So I guess if you're in San Jose, check it out and see if you. And it's definitely one of those houses you pass like you wouldn't be able to pass by it and not go, "What the heck is that house?" You know? So. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I wrapped this up here today. Yeah. So, next week, something that I decided to bring up. I want to talk about uh, a guy who is the collector of collectors. The rarest, he collects the rarest things on this planet, along with the most rarest books in existence. I'm talking about Reed Moon. Ooh. Yeah. I want to talk about some of the stuff he has in his collection and anything that would be. Potentially be a haunted object in his in his uh, in his stead, uh, along with his shop and what people have seen there when they're there. Yeah, that'll be really interesting because I never knew about this at all. So. Yeah, and I know some people have been asking us to do more of a haunted object uh, episode, so this fits right in. Yep. As always, guys, you can catch our social medias at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shaw Six on Twitter, Hidden the Shadows Pod Two on TikTok or Podcast Two. Hidden in the Shadows Podcast 2. Yeah. On TikTok, our links to all our social media, and always listen to us at hiddenintheshadowspodcast.com. But as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yup.